Tools for Living, Room to Grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to The Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, episode 105. Well, if you're like me, fasting probably isn't a regular part of your life, at least the kind of fasting we often think of, which involves giving up food for an extended amount of time. But in today's episode, best-selling author Wendy Speak talks about how the right kind of fasting can lead to a beautiful feasting as we learn to train our appetites as well as our hearts and minds to want more and more of God. It is such a joy to have Wendy speak with me here in the living room for our podcast. Wendy, I have loved your ministry, watched you from afar, but I get to see you face to face, and this is so fun. And for those of you who are listening to this audio podcast, I am starting to post my podcast over at YouTube as well, so you'll get to see Wendy's lovely face. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I always love having a good podcast conversation where we know that we're really looping in all our friends, too. It is. It's really, it's just an amazing time to live. You know, you really are all about community. I love all the things that you do. You're the 40-day fast girl. That's that's yeah. kind of what you're known for, the sugar fast, the social media fast. Can you just kind of tell us a little bit, how did God shape those messages in your life? And and boy, God is sure using them. You know, anything that, that God has uh, done in big ways in my world, you know, where I've wanted to serve him, it's always been the things that I never intended to do. I mean, who wants to sign up to be the one who invites women to fast from sugar? That was never my intention. Um, and honestly, it wasn't my intention to do most of this stuff. I actually was speaking to moms who were struggling with anger, uh, just mm -hmm. out of control reactions. Their kids would do wrong, so they would do wrong. And it was in the context of that conversation in a private Facebook group for gentle parenting, biblical parenting, that one day I said, hey, what would happen if we set down sugar for 40 days? And I meant it, Joanna, physiologically, what would happen? Would we be calmer? Would we be kinder? Right. Maybe even more Christ-like if we weren't doing what our kids do, you know, when they have snacks all day and and we stop for a Slurpee on the way home from picking them up at, from school or whatever it is. If we stopped turning to sugar, would we be able to be gentler? And so that's mm. really where it started. But we were a couple of weeks into our very first fast and we realized, I was using air quotes on fast. We realized this isn't a physical detox. This really is a mm. spiritual fast. So at that point, I had a lot of learning to do in real time with thousands of people with, with me going, oh, 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 sorry. I didn't know what we were doing here. And what it was is we started turning to the most high instead of turning to sugar highs to get us through our hard days. And did it change us in our parenting? Yes. Did it change our diets? Yes. But more than that, it just started to change our hearts and ultimately changed our lives. And we lost weight. We did. But we gained faith. Um, strongholds fell from our lives, the things we had been turning to and became addictions in our lives. But ultimately, when those strongholds start to fall, we start experiencing the stronghold of the Lord who mm. says, I'm your stronghold. I'm your refuge, not your pantry, not your freezer, not Starbucks. I'm your stronghold. Run into me when, when you're having a hard, whether it's a parenting day or just season of life. And so it was quite 
by accident. I, uh, by accident's probably, it was very intentional. It just wasn't my intention <laughs> to do this. And so we were in the midst of maybe it was the second fast, sugar fast, where I said, you know, God never called us to a sugar sacrifice. He called us to a living sacrifice. So mm. what else are we living for? What else are we turning to in lieu of turning to him? And everybody in mass said, my phone. So I said, okay, after the sugar fast, and we engage online a lot during that time, let's all log off and let's do a 40-day social media fast. And over the years, I've developed books, their 40-day devotionals called the 40-day sugar fast and the 40-day um, social media fast. But the goal and the purpose, I guess, of all this fasting, again, I did not know this when we started, was to start feasting mm. on the right thing, which is God's yeah. sweet presence and his sustaining word. So as we stop shoving in both the food, you know, we got a fork in one hand, we got a phone in the other. Um, as we set those things down, it frees up our eyes, it frees up our hands, it frees up our bellies to consume his word and start mm. tasting and seeing how sweet he is. Oh, I love that so much. And I love how you put that. It's not just feasting on God's word, it's feasting on his presence. And and I think sometimes I don't, I know for me, um, I was a good girl growing up. I was born and raised in the church. And yet I really was, I was 28 years old before I learned how to approach the word in a meaningful way. You know, because before it was like, oh, I got to do my duty. And I think sometimes even if we're not careful in church, we can say, you just need to get in the word. Right. Well, yes, but we need the presence of the Lord. Because, you know, if it, otherwise the letter kills, the Bible says, right. but the spirit gives life. And I love how you've married that together. So I'm fascinated by that idea that just even getting rid of sugar did something spiritually. Can you, can you unpack? Because I think, I think that's the thing we don't understand when God asks us to give up something, it's, it's only so that there's a so room for us to receive what he has because he's got more for us right there's a line in the beginning of the 40 day feast it's and where we're talking about we're, we're we're consumers but we're spiritually malnourished and i say something like we were made for more we were made for god and our bibles yeah. are where we find him and mm. not our pantries and not starbucks and and yet we've been seeking something to meet our deep needs um, and this isn't just non-Christians. I mean, this is this is Bible-believing Christians. Right. And um, something I already said is, in lieu of turning to those things, in lieu of turning from sugar high to sugar high, we start turning intentionally to the most high. And so when a fast is choosing something that's temporary and ordinary and setting mm -hmm. it down so that we can pick up someone, something that is... <laughs> that is eternal and it's extraordinary and it's not going to fill our bellies for an hour or so and right. give us a dopamine release for less than that and then cause us to crash on the other side of it. When we feast on his presence and feast on his word, we're told that in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So we don't need whether it's the dinging, ringing of notifications on social media to give us our dopamine release, to give us that sense of joy yeah. 
because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And we don't need it from what we're eating or drinking either. Um, but it's just so easy, even growing up as the good girl in the church, to have never experienced the power and the presence of Christ in his word, in our prayer lives. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, it's so interesting to me, Joanna, every year that we do this 40 day uh, sugar fast, I I host it every January and we're um, about, what are we about nine days into it right now, eight days into it. Um, Every time I do it, I'm amazed at how many lifelong Christians there are saying, Wendy, I had no idea the intimacy and the joy available when I stopped taking my angst and my needs and my hurts and my holes to the things that can't get the job done. I I didn't know I was doing it because most of us aren't doing it in some big, blatant, obviously sinful way. There's a a warning uh, in Jeremiah 2.13 that says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the fount of living water, and they've dug for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can't hold water. And I think it's happened by accident. I don't don't think that's happened on purpose. And that's why Jesus' invitation is so sweet and so kind. Come to me when you're weary and heavy laden. Amen. And I will give you rest and I'll meet those needs and I'll heal those wounds and fill your empty places and deal with your loneliness. Hmm. And so I, I think it's quite by accident that we end up spiritually malnourished as over consumers, whether that's Amazon Prime or our pantries or whatever we've been binging on. Yeah. Uh, You know, we're going to really dive into the feasting part, but I just personally have experienced some incredible blessings from fasting, and I've never been a good fasting food girl, (laughs) but God has called me two different kinds of fasts that really set me free. The first one was actually sugar. Mm. I was 45 pounds heavier than I am today and struggling with my weight, feeling like I would never have victory. And the Lord opened a space of grace to help me give up sugar. And I've it it really was transformative. So just even on a physical, emotional, mental level. All of it. So, yeah. so transformational. But the interesting thing was, was he first called me to a fiction fast. <gasps> I've never heard someone else say this. I'm yes. telling you, me too. He's called yeah. me to some of the strangest things. It's, Wendy, there's nothing wrong with the Christian uh-huh. fiction I was reading, uh-huh. except it was not doing a good job shaping my thoughts after a while. It was escapism. Yeah. So here, here's the thing for me. There, there was nothing wrong with the Christian fiction I was reading, but I was binging. Yeah. And you know where Paul says everything's permissible, but not mm-hmm. everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but I will not be mastered by anything. And and that's those things where where to think of giving them up, we're like, ooh, couldn't do that. And I don't want to be legalistic, right? I'm not gonna play that legalistic card. Exactly. But it's freedom he's offering. It's freedom. 
It really is. And here's the thing. I think especially when we let the Holy Spirit put his finger on things. That's it. He knows. Because here's the thing. I thought the I thought the chain that I needed broken was my weight. Right. And and I kept trying to hammer at that thing and I kept failing. Mm-hmm. But it was when I gave him that Christian fiction, and at that point he released grace to obey him. Yes. As that link of the chain broke, other freedom began. And that's where the freedom from sugar. Oh, Joanna, I love this conversation. Man, what a testimony. I love it. You know, at the beginning of the 40-day feast, I'm sorry, the 40-day sugar fast, I say very clearly in those opening pages, I'm not going to tell you a to-eat list or a Mm to-not-eat list. While Mm -hmm. we do this in community each year, fasting is very private and take the details of the fast to the Lord. So some people do like a whole 30 kind of diet during it. Mm -hmm. Some people say, this is a Dr. Pepper and a little Debbie's fast for me because those (laughs) are my go-tos. And some people say, this is just refined sugars. And some people say, this is is all of the sugary refined sugar treats. And this is an alcohol fast for me. Those Mm -hmm. are my sugars that I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I love that you're saying that you let the Lord pinpoint what you were turning to in lieu of turning to him. And A.W. Tozer said that whatever keeps me from my Bible is my enemy, no matter how harmless it may appear to be. Christian fiction and country music and even worship music, you know, that can be a silly thing. But am I starting my day in quiet worship or do I need to... Is this the only way I can do it? Am I praying? Am I in his word? Let me set down other things, even good and godly things, so that I can work on the spiritual discipline of prayer and um, Bible reading. So it's really a fun conversation. Yes, with, with you and me, but it's a really fun conversation for each individual to have with the Lord. It really is. And I think the thing is, we forget that God wants to set us free more than we want to be free. And I always thought it was me coming up with the willpower, me doing the want to. But I think when we're partnering with him, you know, just that little nudge. Like I would, I would have never thought that Christian fiction was an issue. You know, I needed, I needed that. There's no big deal. But the Lord said, no, it's become a stronghold for you. Mm-hmm. And it's keeping you from taking hold of me. One of the things I love, you open the book with, I love A.W. Tozer. I think, girlfriend, we, yeah. we were going to be separated at birth here because I love his. He says, the Bible is not an end in itself, but a means to bring men to an intimate and satisfying knowledge of God, that they may enter into him that they may delight in his presence, may taste and know the inner sweetness of the very God himself in the core and center of their lives. And I have to tell you, Wendy, that's what the Lord gave me in my journey. You know, I, I, I really wanted to do the right things. I knew I should be in the word, but I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. So I thought if you were going to be a good Christian, you had to read through the Bible in a year, you know, check that off. And then you could, woo, you'd get your special star. But it was him just giving me a slower, sweeter, like living in his word mm-hmm. rather than getting... Rather than getting into the word, letting the word get into me, 
that changed my relationship with him. And I sensed that. Well, I love that you said you were 28 because really this book is written for the whole spectrum of Bible readers from veterans to seekers. And I was 27. The first time that the the Bible really made sense. I'm talking about the biblical narrative. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing Jesus throughout each page, each story. Um, I was 27 years old. I might've been 28 by that point, but it was right around in that season. And I too was raised in the church and I loved God's word from a young age. I loved Mm -hmm. the Psalms as an angsty little 12 year old. I mean, his (laughs) word really was deeply Mm -hmm. ministering to me at a young age, but I didn't know outside of the Psalms really how to read it. So the 40 day feast is actually written very much like the 40-day sugar fast and the 40-day social media fast in that they are daily devotions. But the goal isn't that these these short chapters satisfy you, but that they whet your appetite for God's word even more. So yes, I want to inspire you uh, to get into God's word, but we also spend a lot of those days during the feast talking not only about uh, why, which is actually a who, but addressing how do we do it? Whether you're yeah. a first-time Bible reader or a, a a lifelong Bible reader, and they're they're small and they're practical, but again, let's go back to it allows us to enjoy not only the the practice of Bible reading, but the presence of God. Yes, and so it was such a joy to write this book, and I just got to lead uh, a couple thousand people through it, and it was so much fun because we want. We want to be intimate with the Lord. Bible yes. believers are not all Bible readers, and some Bible readers don't know what they're what they're doing, even as they check the box. So let's figure this out so that we can enjoy Him and get satisfied. Yeah. How do you bring those two together? The fasting and feasting. No. The how do we bring the Word and the presence together? Mm. Because I feel like. In Christendom, we've got a lot of people who are all about the word, and we've got a lot of people all about the presence. You're right, Joanna. Yeah. But bringing those together so that it is this spirit-led, spirit-fed, that we're not just opening the word and trying to figure it out. Well, I like that phrase. You said we're not just opening the word, and I would start there. I would say one way that's very practical to start opening our, ourselves up to experiencing the presence of God, the person of God in the written word of God is to, before we open the word, make sure our hearts are open. So before you open the word, I've got, if you were watching on YouTube, I've got my Bible right here, right? Before I open it, I, I have to open up my heart, right? Yes. So oh, there's even a chapter in the book. I had a pastor for many years that I sat under and Pastor Keating would take the podium every Sunday morning and he'd plant his hands on either side and he'd look out at us at the congregation and he would say, did you come to hear from the Lord this morning? Mm. And then he would pause and like, you couldn't sit there in your pew without checking your heart. Uh, Did I? Wow. But did I? Yeah. And you have to, in that quiet space, make a decision. Yes, that is why I'm here. Ma'am, I hadn't even thought about it. That is why I'm here. I came to hear from the Lord this morning. Yes. And over the years, I started to hear Pastor Keating's voice as I opened up my Bible. Wendy, are you here to hear from the Lord this morning? Oh, I thought I was just checking a box. (laughs) 
Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I am. I know that it's living and active, that it's applicable too. And as we start to make sure our hearts are ready with a fresh en- for a fresh encounter with the presence of God, with the person yes. of God, then it changes. It changes everything about the time we spend seeking God in his word. Amen. 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 I love that. You know, I've learned to kind of pray Ephesians 1, 17. I got my Bible here too. And Paul prays over the Ephesians. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so -hmm. that you may know him better. And that's the whole thing. Him. That's it. That's it. It's like, Lord, I'm coming to your word to hear from you. And so Spirit of God, make this alive to me. I love that. Well, so often we think we study our Bibles to know our Bibles better. That's not true. We study our Bibles to know him better. We want to know the God of the Bible. We want to know the author of the Bible. Yes. And I worry a little bit. I worry a little bit that we can't, this is going to sound maybe sacrilegious to somebody, but I feel like at times we exalt this even above knowing God. Mm -hmm. This is a tool. It's a tool. It's a love letter. This, and I love what you said. This is just a tool to come to know him. But if I'm, like you said, if I am, I'm all about Bible study, just have head knowledge, but I don't really allow the Holy Spirit to make it heart knowledge. Well, knowledge puffs up, mm-hmm. but love builds up. And it's that intimate friendship. You know, when Jesus said, you know, in, in scripture where it says um, that some will come to him and say, hey, I cast out demons. I did all of these things in your name. They mm-hmm. checked all the boxes. But Jesus said, depart from me because I never knew you. We're talking about love, the love relationship. You know, I've never heard, I've never heard anyone talk about these verses in lieu of our love relationship with God. I've always heard of them as, you know, they'll know your Christians by your love. Like those are, that's other centered love that you're reminding us that this is a love relationship. I, ha- I have in the 40 day feast an acronym that I use. It's really not an in- inductive like acronym for Bible study. It's more just what am I showing up as I feast on God's word? So the F actually starts with I'm showing up for friendship. So before I even open up my Bible, am I open to fellowshipping with the God of the Bible? And then it's only after that that I open it up and I e eat. And then from there, now we're going to start getting practical in our Bible study. I'm going to try to apply it, you know, because the Bible was written in context. It should be read in context, but it applies to the context of our lives today. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so that's F fellowship, E eat, A apply, S just like any good meal. We got to savor it. Let it meditate on it. Bring it with you in your thought life. Jot a verse down, shove it in your pocket, put it in your purse, bring it back like a doggy bag, you know, bring bring it back out. Right. You're eating the leftovers, like keep going back to it, savor it. And then finally T is trust, trust and obey. Yeah. Are, am I living different? I had another pastor I sat under for a while, Pastor Swindoll uh, in Texas. And um, and at the end of the sermons, the organ would start to play and everybody would stand up and start leaving the, the sanctuary. And my husband and I, we had just gotten married and we would stay there pinned in our pew. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes. If all of that is true. What should my life look like? Yeah. Let's obey. Yeah. You know, it's trust. It's obey. It's live it out. Let's not merely 
enjoy the friendship. Let's not merely eat it. Let's not merely like the taste of it while we're doing it. Let's then do what it says. Yeah. But it starts again, Joanna, with what your heart's all about, which is the friendship of God. So let's read his word to know the one who is the word. That is. And to see it through that lens of love. Because for me, you know, as a good girl who wanted to do good things and consistently failed, Mm -hmm. I would read scriptures through the lens of, oh, I better, you know, and it was this fear-based thing. But when I came to understand his love for me and that grace is not just his unmerited favor, but it's the power and the desire to do God's will. So as I just, when he puts his finger on something, it's not rejection, it's just correction. And if I'll feast on that, rather than letting it mm-hmm. turn me in knots, you know, and go, okay, Lord, you love me enough to say, Joanna, as a young mama, um, <laughs> be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. <laughs> oh, okay, Lord. It's because I have something better for you and your family. Generations. Yes. And isn't that the mercy of the Lord? Mm-hmm. His truth doesn't come to just just beat us bloody and say, bad you, bad you. He goes, here's something I want to help you with. Will you give me access there? And I think for me, approaching the word like that was so transformative. When it came through fellowship, it didn't come through duty. The lens of love, yeah. The lens of love, yeah. I love that. And I, I love that. You said something about access. Will you give me access? And- during our 40-day sugar fast, I often say, again, he never asked for a sugar sacrifice. He asked for a living sacrifice. I said, sugar is just a hook. Like it's a common thing uh-huh. we turn to, right? But it's as though he came through that sugar door into our lives. We grant, we gave him access through the sugar door. And he looked around and he said, thanks for the sugar, but I want it all. And that's when we started <laughs> talking about, okay, what else is... What's holding me back from feasting on his presence and his word? Yeah. I want to lay those things down so that I can enjoy him more and allow him access. So let's open up whatever's been the shut door because we got it. We we were taking care of ourselves here. Give it to him. Pinpoint it with the help of his Holy Spirit. Offer it up to him. Let him come in for those 40 days of setting that thing down that yeah. we might enliven our spiritual taste buds, not, not feasting right. and, and deadening our, our, our taste buds with too many sweets or, or the sugar of social media or whatever it is, but that we might grow hungry for his presence and his word um, because we want to grant him access. Yeah, absolutely. So you do the sugar fast at the beginning of the year, and then you do the social media fast around Lent. When does that start this year? Do you know? You know, I used to do sugar fast and then straight into social media fast. But this year, 2023 is the first year I'm going to do things differently. We are going to roll straight from the 40-day sugar fast into the 40-day feast because the whole goal all along has been feasted. So let's get hungry And then let's learn how to stay hungry. And I don't want to give another 40 days of devotionals. My goal is with this book, I'm working myself out of a job. You don't need me to feed you. You know how to open up God's word and feed yourself. 
on his on his yeah. bountiful buffet here, right? Um, but at the end of that, I will be logging off for the 40-day social media fast right after Easter. Um, but Lent is a wonderful time to invite mm-hmm. the Lord to pinpoint, what am I turning to in yeah. lieu of turning to you? But ultimately, as we shift our focus from the things we had been turning to and start turning our attention to him, um, he doesn't just deal with that one problem. He starts dealing with just our yeah. hearts. Again, we're, we're bringing him in. We're inviting him in through whatever door you cracked open. He's mm-hmm. taking around saying, thanks for the thing you set down. I want you. I want you. Know me in my word. Know me in my presence. So if you're if you're listening to this and you'd like to join me for this year's 40-day feast during Lent, you can do that. You can find out more at wendyspeak.com forward slash feast. Um, and always you can find out more about the sugar fast at 40daysugarfast.com. I love it. I love it. Well, I brought up the social media fast because I think that's the next thing the Lord's yeah. asking me. I'm just like, oh Lord, I am first thing I do is pick up that phone. And it's so weird because my heart is to know him. Like I yeah. A.W. Tozer told a friend of his in private, I want to love God more than anyone else in my generation. Hmm. And I'm like, oh God. I want that so much. And yet this silly phone, wherever it is, you know, mindless thing that it is, is taking my appetite. It's taking my time. It's taking your appetite, your affection and your attention. Yeah. 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 And so again, what is mastering me, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, and the fact that I still do it each morning tells me I'm being mastered yes. by a habit that God wants to give me the grace to break. Joanna, you such a picture of what's available to each of us in that mm. you have ears that want to hear his conviction mm. because you know anything he's going to take from you, he wants to replace with something better. And the something better is his presence. That's it's it. himself. Yeah, there's a there's a story of a of a little girl that goes to a nickel and dime shop with her mom and she sees these fake pearls and man does she ever want them and then her mom says, "Well, you ought to be saving your money because that was one of the most expensive things at the store. It was something like $2." And she saved and she saved and she saved. And she went and she bought them and she loved them. She loved them so much. And at some point later, the father came to her and said, I have something for you, but you need to give me your pearls. And she, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, oh, daddy. No, not my pearls. He said, do you trust me? But not my pearls. I'll give you anything else, dad. I'll give you my stuffed animal. And finally, in surrender, she said, daddy, I love you so much. I'll give you my pearls. And of course, he handed her a string of authentic, beautiful, real pearls. He wants to give us so much more, but we're holding on to our phones as though that's the thing. Yeah. But we're so connected, we're disconnected, Joanna. And so would we dare set down at the very minimum social media for 40 days that we might get social with the one who wants to give us himself? Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
So I just, I admire you that you would not just open up um, the conversation with the Lord about, I'll give you this or this, God. It's going to be hard, but I'll, no, you're asking him <laughs> anything, God, where are my yeah. fake pearls? Cause I know you've got better. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I wonder how much we miss because we cling to the counterfeit. We miss a lot, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And yet at the same time, I know there's a lot of people out there listening that are saying, I know I need to, but like, I felt so helpless in my weight. And I honestly felt like losing weight, giving up sugar would be as hard as growing another arm. That's how impossible it felt to me. But I know that God in his mercy and his grace wants to meet us at that place. And and I just would love to have you pray over us as we end, because Absolutely. I do believe he wants to give us an appetite for him. But we got to lay off the spiritual snickers. <laughs> yeah, there is a wonderful quote by John Piper. And he talks about fasting. He says, we're, we're not, we're not hungry for the things of God because we've nibbled so long on the things of this world. So would you say to God in some small fast, this much God, I love you this much. It's something like that. This, the quote is something like that. Wow. And so I do want to encourage you and know that you love him. I know that you love him. And I know that you want a hunger and thirst for him and his righteousness and his presence and his sweetness above all else. So would we invite the Lord to show us where he wants access? Yeah. Is it a sugar door? Is it a social media door? Is it a fiction, <laughs> Christian fiction <laughs> door? Is it even healthy things like Uh, the obsession of healthy eating and working out. Is there something we love most of all that we're willing to set down for 40 days and accept that invitation of come to me, bring your brokenness. I heal broken hearts, bring your weariness. I'm your strength, bring your, Mm. bring your self-medicating tendencies. Let me be your great physician, bring your comfort foods. Let me be the great comforter. Let's accept that invitation without Amen. fear, but with that, but with um, curiosity for for taking God at His word that He really wants to be good. Yeah, and meet us in our hurting places. So, yes, ladies, if you're listening and you already have the pinprick that Joanna mentioned, you're like, oh, I know what it is. I don't need to pray. <laughs> <laughs> then I want to encourage you with a strong word here. To follow through, follow through, you know what that means. So go to the show notes today, see if there are links there that can help you do just that, but also reach out to a friend. I I guarantee if you text your, your close circle of friends, um, I'm going to do this 40 day sugar fast during Lent. Who wants to join me? Your mind is going to be blown that people are going to say, "Ugh, yes, I'll do it with you. Because we all have this tendency. You don't need to do it alone. And then roll from there into the 40-day feast because the goal of fasting is always feasting, feasting on his sweet presence and his sustaining word. So yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, for the kindness and the love and the friendship that you make available to us and that you wanted to communicate all that 
kindness and love and relationship. Uh, and so you sent us, you sent us Jesus, the word wrapped in flesh. And then you made sure that your Holy Spirit recorded it all, prompted uh, these men to lay it down in the written account of your love, of your redemption for us to read. Help us to go from being merely Bible believers to Bible readers, mm-hmm. that we might really uh, sit in fellowship with you, hear from you, and be transformed by you. Give us courage to not only nod our heads today, but to follow through with the conviction that you've pricked our hearts with. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, this has been so rich, Wendy. I I think of uh, two little things I would like to leave the listeners with. Number one, there have been definitely some times where I've just had to pray, Lord, make me willing to be willing. Mm. And because that pushback can be so strong, but just yeah. pray, make me willing to be willing. And then number two, just remember, he wants to satisfy you with an unsatisfiable satisfaction. <laughs> he wants to satisfy you with an unsatisfiable satisfaction. That's good. That's good. More, so much of him that you just want more and more and more. Isn't that? I love that picture. Yeah. It's beautiful. I've never said it that way, but I I always say it's the only thing to satisfy, except it doesn't because it just increases our hunger. Yes, yes. But it crowds out all that hunger that never satisfies, not in this present life and definitely not eternally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. And, And you know, the beautiful thing is, is in being willing to lay some of those things aside, it gives room for that hunger for him that's always there to actually help us let it grow. Yeah, let's let it grow. Let's awaken our spiritual taste buds and let's let's dive in. I love it. Oh, we could talk forever. So yeah. grateful. We will have all the information for Wendy's stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us, dear Fred. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you do hop into the 40 day feast, as you enter that group, let me know that you um, heard about it here on Joanna's show. We sure have enjoyed talking with you. I really love this conversation. It helps me to understand that fasting isn't about giving up stuff. It's about making more room for God. If you'd like information about Wendy's wonderful books and her 40-day feast, you can go to the show notes in your podcast player or hop over to my website, joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash 105. I hope you were encouraged like I was to consider laying down anything that is taking my appetite away for more of God. To help you feast on God's goodness, I've created a five-day challenge around my book, Embracing Trust. It unpacks the truths found in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and it begins on March 1st, but will be available indefinitely. Just go over to joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash ET challenge and sign up to receive a beautiful workbook you can print. Then just watch your inbox for a series of daily emails and short videos that will help you learn how to trust the Lord with all your heart in a bite-sized morsel each day. You know, I really believe that learning to trust the Lord with all our hearts can literally change our lives. So I hope you'll join me in the challenge. Well, until next time, my friend, let's keep feasting on God, for that's the best way to live and love and lead like Jesus. Jesus.